healthy lifestyle is brought to you by SeptaGuard. SeptaGuard, your family's all-natural defense against infections. Azania Musaka on 702. It's now 24 minutes to three, and uh, in this half hour, we are going to be talking about asthma. And this health and lifestyle feature is brought to you by SeptoGuard. SeptoGuard, your family's all-natural defense against infections. Joining us now in studio is a specialist in this regard, and we're also taking your calls on 011-883-0702 if you have any questions. So we have a GP in private practice in Joburg, Dr. Marinda McDonald, um, and uh, she is a, she has a special interest in allergies. Allergies. Um, and the focus today is on asthma. It's a conversation we touched on previously, but really weren't able to get to all of your calls because there, there was such a demand. We've brought it back. And today, of course, is World Health Day. Um, and in this month, there will be a focus on, on, on a variety of uh, health matters. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Great to have you in the studio. Now, uh, asthma is a disease that affects the lungs. And it affects different people to varying degrees. And there's that common notion that uh, uh, it, 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 there are triggers. Everybody has uh, uh, different triggers. But let's, medic- let's start off by looking at it medically and what happens in the body when an attack takes place. So asthma has, a, like you said, a variety of triggers. And um, asthma is a, is a part of the allergic disease complex. So mm-hmm. as my focus is allergies, um, Allergies can frequently be a trigger. And asthma is a chronic inflammatory condition of the lung that causes inflammation. That gives you increased um, what we call a layer called the basal membrane. That gives inflammation and it gives you increase of mucus. Mm -hmm. You then are exposed to these triggers and these triggers make the muscles in your lung contract and that gives you these wheezing episodes. At the same time, you can you are also more prone to viral and bacterial infections, mm-hmm. and that is um, so. From an allergy perspective, one would then um, ha- try and find out if you have allergic asthma. What are your um, triggers? Yeah. Exercise can be a trigger. Allergies can be a trigger. Medication can be a trigger. Mm-hmm. So there's a variety of triggers that's involved with asthma. Mm, highly uncomfortable. Just the thought of. Uh, uh, that uh, chest being tight of the breathlessness, you know, not being able to feel like you're drawing breath. Yes, it's a it's it's a chronic condition, and it's what's incredible about it is is that we have really good medication. Mm-hmm. So if you use these two medications we use, which would be a preventer and a reliever. So the preventer, if you consistently use your preventer, these attacks should be basically not not a problem. Um, if you then have your attack, you will use your reliever, which is the classic blue pump that patients will use. Um, and I think the education of patients of if my um, attacks become more frequent, mm-hmm. it means a couple of things. It means that my triggers are out of control. It means that my preventative medication needs to be increased. And once my preventative medication is increased, my need for relievers become less again. Mm -hmm. And that's usually when you need to access your healthcare um, system, either your GP, your allergist, your pulmonologist. So when that happens, an increase in attack, it suggests that there's certain things in that treatment and managing the condition and in the environment that need to be re-looked. Yes, definitely. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as 
um, I'm allergic to grass. It's the peak of the grass pollen season. We then increase your um, preventer. We increase your nose spray because it's a united airway. Mm. All uh, We believe all asthma starts from the nose, goes to the tip of the lung. So that once the nose is better controlled, your lungs are better controlled. And um, sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes it's as one needs to go back to the basics and make sure, is it the correct diagnosis? Are we following the right pathway? Is the education correct? So there's a variety of steps to enter. But basically, if you're using your reliever more than three times a week, it means you need to increase your preventer. Yeah. And you need help. Right. Just remember, we're taking your calls on 011-883-0702. This is your opportunity uh, to talk to Dr. Marinda McDonald, a GP in private practice, and she has a special interest in allergies. Let's start with Shane, and you can give us a call on 011-883-0702 and SMSs on 31702. Good afternoon, Shane. Good afternoon, Azania. Good afternoon, Dr. McDonald. Good afternoon. Hi. I call into mental disease. I just, I, we buried a family friend over the weekend that actually died a week and a half ago. Um, went to a, he had fish for, for lunch. Um, the fish apparently triggered a, a, you know, he was, he was allergic to fish apparently. Mm-hmm. And it triggered the asthma. And, you know, within, I think, 25 minutes, he had passed on. A very young gentleman. Mm. Um, from what I've heard from the GP that handled the case, uh, it's a very common thing. And in other words, you have this allergy that is suppressed for quite some time. And at some stage, you know, if you're an asthma sufferer, it could just trigger and you could, uh, and you know, the, the, the could, you could end up like, like this family friend of ours did. So I'll listen on the radio just to, you know, as to how common this is. Mm, thank thank you. you for that, Shane. Marinda? Yes. Um, it sounds like he, um, w- was possibly a pre-existing asthmatic and that he had what we would call an anaphylactic reaction. Now, an anaphylactic reaction is a severe allergic reaction to a food stuff, um, usually a food stuff. It can be medication or other factors. Mm-hmm. And what happens is is that about 3% of the population have food allergies. Um, self-reported, it's up to 20%. So there's a, a bit of a discrepancy there. Yes. But in terms of the dangerous ones, we're talking about 3%. And what probably happened here was was he did have the pre-existing um, fish allergy and his asthma might have been out of control. We know that if you have an anaphylactic reaction and you are an asthmatic, mm. the chances of having a severe or a fatal allergic reaction is much higher. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's imperative that we manage the asthma well. So if you have pre-existing food allergies in conjunction with your asthma, it's very important that they are, are, are treated well because if you then have an accidental exposure, your risk is much lower. Hmm. So the two, a food allergy, for instance, and as you said, asthma together uh, sound quite potent. Yes, yes, sure. definitely. Uh, there's a tweet, Samu says, asthmatic since childhood, allergic to aspirin, shellfish, grass, worst period, autumn and spring, most especially spring. So change in season yes. um, can see uh, um, an exacerbation of the condition. Absolutely, especially if you have a... Um, grass, weed or tree allergy. So that would be your springtime. Around autumn, we have a peak in Gauteng in February, March of grass. So that people interpret as autumn Mm -hmm. and that can definitely aggravate um, your asthma. And that's your classic allergic asthma. 
what I do with those patients is we work out a plan according to allergies. So we test your allergies. We see what allergies you have, when your exposures would be, and we sometimes adjust their medication. Like patients who have a house dust mite allergy and they travel to the coast, they can often then have a flare. So we will then adjust their medication according to their environment, um, mm-hmm. and that makes quite a big difference. Nicole, you're calling from Johannesburg. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I'm wondering why when I have an asthma attack, especially after laughing, why my back itches quite severely. So this is there's after no rash, an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no rash. It just It's just the severe itching. Okay. Is this always only when you're laughing or would this be with a, a, a different allergen or, or a different um, – Is it, do you only get asthma attacks while you're laughing? That's usually when I have my worst asthma attacks. Um, it's generally after good laughter. Okay. So, That's so, so not fair. It doesn't sound fair at all, Absolutely. Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, it's it's very difficult to say, but you know, it's possible that the laughter might just kind of be the 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 last bit of water in the jug that just pours over. Mm-hmm. So you might be have you might have a pre-existing allergy that um, the laughter is we know laughter is a trigger for for an asthma attack because you you stress your lungs mm-hmm. and um, the itching ca- is probably more related to a pre-existing allergy than the laughter and so th- it, it's kind of the perfect storm, storm that develops so I would look at looking at whether there's environmental allergies and that that is what gives us indication of the itch more than the laughter or the asthma. I see. And Nicole, identifying a, um, an allergen is, is, or something that you're allergic to is very, very difficult. Is there something else in your environment that you've picked up that not only coincides with the laughter, but that can contribute to this itch? Well, um, I, I do get occasional eczema. And I've heard that, that asthma and eczema are related. Absolutely. So that's the only thing I could connect it to. Yeah. But mm-hmm. And uh, d- when, you, when you flare, do you flare up on your back with your eczema? Do you have an eczema spot? No, on your there's, back? Th- that's that's the strange thing. There's my rash. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the severe itching that I must scratch at that moment. Yeah. Eczema is very yeah. much linked to asthma, so it's all part of the same disease that expresses itself in different allergies, organ yeah. systems. Mm-hmm. And um, so it probably is related to your your eczema. And once again, a possible pre-existing allergy that that might be in, in your environment. And sometimes it um, the the allergy is there. And house dust mite is so prevalent; it's everywhere. So you mm. you will be exposed to house dust mite all the time. Mm. Well, it's fourteen minutes to three. We're taking your SMSs around asthma, and we're also taking your calls. So do give us a call to chat to Dr. Marinda McDonald on oh one one eight eight three oh seven oh two. Azania Musaka on 702. Call Azania on 011-883-0702. That is 13 minutes to three. We're having a great conversation. Lovely having Dr. Marinda McDonald in studio as we look at asthma today um, in our conversation around health. Hi, Vuyo. Vuyo. Hello. Yes, good afternoon. Yes. How are you, Azania? I'm very good, thank you. I'm good. I just want to find out from the doctor, a person who smokes, and asthma, what are the effects that they can concur from it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. We are unfortunately smoking is um, r- still remains very bad for you. 
and it definitely aggravates your um, asthma. Some patients do report that once they stop smoking, they now all of a sudden cough more, and um, that is why that would be irrational for them to to not stop smoking. However, what happens is 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 you've got little brushes in your airways. These are called cilia, mm-hmm. and they are paralyzed by smoking. So all that mucus that develops when you have asthma just lies in the lungs, and that it aggravates the inflammation. And then what happens is, is, is that the basement membrane, which is basically just a layer in your lung, gets permanent damage. Mm-hmm. And that's what we would then call irreversible airway damage. So it, it, at some stage, the, the, the damage the smoke does, you know, it makes the damage of the asthma much quicker. So you mm-hmm. can develop emphysema from asthma, but the smoking definitely enhances the process. Hmm. Uh, we've got Jake's as well. Hi, Jake's. Okay, Jake's had a question, though, about uh, marijuana. That does it help? And I don't know if it's a question you want to answer. <laughs> Um, I I know marijuana is very topical at the moment and marijuana oils are available and um, but in general marijuana hasn't there's been no literature to prove that it has an a healing if an anti-inflammatory effect because that's what one would be looking for is a medication with an anti-inflammatory effect Mm -hmm. Um, and from from my knowledge that there, there's no literature to support marijuana as an anti-inflammatory effect. It probably, there might be this similar thing as to the smoking in terms of this anecdotal feeling of well-being that yes. improves because your cilia is um, paralyzed and you don't cough up all these balls of mucus. But it's got the same damage as the smoking does. Mm. So I don't think there's evidence for that. And Faser, you're in Johannesburg. Thank you for the call. Hi, um, hi, doctor. Hi. Okay, um, I had a question about exercise-induced um, asthma. Yes. Um, I, I might, I'm not sure yet if I am exercise-induced uh, an asthma patient. But uh, from the time I was young, as soon as I do exercise, mm-hmm. I go completely blue, pale. I half faint, um, and it's 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 not normal for people around me. So initially we thought it was um, an iron deficiency, but my iron levels were fine. But Mm -hmm. the same thing happened when I was doing every time I do exercise. And I just get so out of breath and completely like I I lose it. I faint, I lose balance and all of that. So I was wondering this exercise-induced asthma, is it, um, does it have other manifestations or is it only, is there something like exercise-induced asthma? Okay. Absolutely, it's it's a it's well described, and it it can be exercise induced bronchospasm um, or asthma that we that is a condition in, on its own, or it can be part of a trigger for your normal asthma or your allergic asthma. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things with your exercise induced um, asthma is 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 she still on the line? Yes, she and, is. Uh, do you do you find that you can have a wheeze that you can hear when you, when this happens? Do I find that there's an, an audible noise that your chest makes that you wheeze when you? Um, 
it's it's rare, but it's so slight, like you would hardly notice it. Um, but it's more like I go into, and even when I panic, I go into like a hyperventilation mode. So I think that's how it how it shows up. And you, and this very shortness of breath. And and I feel like I have no air. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that type yes. of thing. I mean, yes. that that definitely does sound like there could be a component of exercise induced bronchospasm. And the best way to diagnose it, that is is one does a baseline lung function. Um, your pulmonologist or your GP can do that. And then what one does is one tries to stress you. So we make you run. Sometimes we make you run the stairs or a treadmill. Mm. And we try and elicit those symptoms. We then see if we can get a fall in that lung volume to prove it. Um, If you start off with a low lung function, then it would be asthma with exercise as a trigger as opposed to only exercise-induced bronchospasm. So the best is to get a proper evaluation, a lung function, with an exercise challenge, mm-hmm. and then one can um, decide on appropriate treatment. Because if you're in asthmatics, that's uncontrolled, um, and you're not aware of it. I mean, getting blue isn't ideal. Mm. I mean, that is very far from ideal. So right. I do suggest that you see either your GP or a pulmonologist for, uh, to make an accurate diagnosis. Right. Thank you for that one, uh, Pfizer. And Ilsa is in four ways. Hi, Ilsa. Hi there. Hi, Doctor. Um, I just want to ask you, my son was diagnosed with asthma when he was 11. He's now 15. Mm -hmm. Um, We've gone the pulmonologist route. cost an absolute fortune. Nothing's really changed. He is a big sportsman, Mm -hmm. um, and his asthma attacks seem to be particularly bad um, in the middle of a rugby match, which is is a problem because Mm -hmm. then he he kind of goes down. Yeah. Um, you know, they've tweaked his medication. Um, the, the one interesting thing is that um, it seems to be exacerbated in winter. So he might do summer sports, mm-hmm. never a problem. Winter sports mm-hmm. it is just really, really bad. I did some Google doctor, which I know is like the worst thing <laughs> to do. We're all guilty. <laughs> Don't worry, Elsa. <laughs> but they were saying that... Um, you know, some of the medication, particularly if it's sports-induced, um, the medication should be changed. So when we went to see the pulmonologist, I was a little bit surprised that nothing really changed. Okay. And I was just wondering if you've got any advice, because it's it's very trying for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a very keen sportsman, and it obviously affects his um, ability to play okay. well, because once he's had... Um, an attack and it's that bad. He gets like carried off the field in a stretcher and it's sort of quite embarrassing and yeah. being rushed to hospital and all sorts of things. Yes, and you wouldn't um, want to take those risks. So any advice, Marinda? Do you, um, does he take his reliever just before he starts to play? He does. He has um, a good puff um, before of yeah. the, I think it's Venti's or yes. Benson or I can't remember. And then um, Shane has, coach follows him up and down the field and if you can see that <laughs> the lad's getting a little bit sort of wheezy um you know the 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 uh, thing gets yeah. thrown yeah. in yeah. um you know and so he does puff and he's pretty good about his medication he's okay. on um um an inhaler in the mornings mm-hmm. and the evenings yeah. right. um a, a, a nose spray mm-hmm. and then he's on singular and um a sort of an antihistamine so the the poor oaks on a lot of stuff Okay. But it, it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Okay. I, I mean, if you take some of the our very good sports people in the country, 
a lot of them have asthma. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason that your asthma should not be controlled. So we definitely strive towards individualized medicine. So if you're a keen sports person, your your asthma medication, probably your needs are, are different to somebody that only walks in a shopping mall mm. or only gets in the car and drives her kids around. So absolutely, I do think that it's easier, to, it's possible to, to get control of them. The first thing how I would approach a patient like that is um, I always do an allergy test. So if we can control the asthma better with um, allergy medication, um, management and sometimes slightly more aggressive allergy management that does make a difference the next thing is is to um what these sports people do is is the cold air in winter definitely aggravates um, and gives you this exercise-induced bronchospasm. Yeah. And that uh, specialist pulmonologist should be able to guide you along. So often it's a case of making lots of little changes to this type of patient to then get um, an improvement. But it is a... Um, there are lots of sports people with pretty mm. severe asthma and it can be controlled. Right. Definitely. Oh, you got a great compliment from one of your patients. <laughs> Lily J says, uh, Dr. McDonald is amazing. She's my <laughs> allergist. But thank you. Thank you for coming in today. It's been great. Thank it's you. A great pleasure much. having you. Thank you very much for having me. That's Dr. Marinda McDonald. She's a GP in private practice in Johannesburg. And uh, as we said, the main reason for having her here was to discuss asthma because of her special interest in allergies. Mayday, mayday, a war's been waged against us. The immune system's a threat. We're getting too weak to fight the infection. Do not surrender. Do not drop your armor. The infection's spreading, sir. Fear not, soldiers. There's a brave hero knocking at our door, and he will bring reinforcements. Captain, look. What is that coming up north? Is it an army? No, it's Septoguard. Now, let us go triumphant! When your body's under attack from infections, leave the fighting to Septoguard, the all-natural defense against infections and flu for the whole family.